What it is, everybody. Welcome to the program. I hope you're well. Pulling up my notes. Not a tremendously difficult or long episode for you today, but one nonetheless. I hope you're doing well. You look fantastic. I hope, uh, you know, someone special gave you a nice little kiss on the forehead there. Hope you guys are well. What's going on? How you been? It's been a week. How's your week? My weeks have been weird. Just shit out of place and not... I cursed. Not supposed to curse in the first five minutes. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. I, uh, you know, figuring things out, moving things around. Just doing life stuff. Kyle gave me a glowing recommendation of the remake, remaster, reboot of Destroy All Humans 2... It's a game that I loved as a kid that I'm probably going to have to pick up sometime soon. I also got a Wii. <laughs> I'm in the mood to play, uh, I've been in, in, in like a real mood to play uh, Wii Sports again. I'm thinking about starting up a Southern Colorado League where some friends and I meet up and drink wine. If you smoke the reefer, go ahead and, uh, you know, hang out, play Wii Bowling, have a good time on a Sunday afternoon. And I got it for free. Someone I work with, I was saying that I was looking for one. They're like, hey, you need a Wii still? I'm like, yeah, I'd love one. They're like, all right, don't sell it. I'm like, yeah, sure. So like, here you go. It doesn't have the the, the AV cables or the connector for the motion controller or a controller. But here you go. And inside was a DVD copy of Willy Wonka. So I have that now. The good one, not the Johnny Depp one, the right one. But it's cool. It's cool. I also got an N64, which is like even more wild to me. It has a controller and uh, the battery, but or the battery pack, like the power pack, but doesn't have the AV cables. There's nothing I really want to play on N64, though. Like, I don't really want to play GoldenEye or Perfect Dark. Like, there's nothing on there that, like, maybe one of the Kirby's. That's about it. I think there's only one, though. Whatever. Anyway, I hope you guys are well. Welcome to the program. Episode 217. I'm your host, Vince. I don't think I've said any of this. I hope you guys are good. I'm looking at the new collectibles. I hope you checked out last week's episode. If not, please check out episode 216. At the end of it, I opened up a mystery box of Fallout goodies. Got some grails. Got some. I got a grail. One thing that I was very excited about that I didn't know was there. And uh, some stuff that I plan on giving away sometime soon. I got a great bits of news for you. I got a story for you coming up next. A piece of lore that's interesting that I'm going to have some fun with the editing with. And then the end of the program, something that I want to talk about. I want to get everybody in on. I want to make sure everybody's up to date. I'm also noticing this is the first episode I think I've worn my Fitbit in. Uh, I have this track, my running and my steps and whatnot. And it is the irony of this being a, a pit boy is not lost on me whatsoever. I don't know how to name it, but if I could, it, I would name it. I think this is a Fitbit Lux. I would name it like a, a pit boy Lux just because I know who I am. Welcome to the show. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys, uh, how often you guys order stuff online. I know with the pandemic and everything, ordering stuff became a lot more hectic, became a lot more just a pain in the butt. Uh, and I stopped buying things online for a while just because trying to save some some of that moolah, that guap. But there's this website called StockX. And I'll be quick with the sneaker talk. It's just – it's there's a pair of sneakers that all the white girls are wearing right now and I like them. I genuinely do but the high tops, not the, not the low cut ones. So I went on StockX and I put in a bid on the shoes. And it was only like $15 more above what I would have paid in a store if I could find them in a store, right? Not making a huge deal out of this. 
So I put a bid on it. I didn't expect to buy it because the card that I thought was associated with my StockX account was a dead card, a card that got broken into, right? Or expired, I don't remember. But I thought it was dead. And then I got a, an email at work saying, congratulations, you won. Your card has been charged X amount of dollar. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so I don't want these shoes. I'm trying. I'm calling StockX. I'm like, don't. I don't want these. I sent them back. Like, sorry, once you bought them, you bought them. I was like, ah, okay. All right. I hate paying more than I have to. And this is a whole hassle, right? So I get an email with the tracking number and all this stuff. And it, it, StockX, say what you want about them. They got the stuff, sent the stuff out within like a week's time, right? I'm currently waiting on a package that it, I bought it about a week ago. It's going to, it took a week to get it shipped out. And it's going to take another week to get to me. I'm very upset about it. Anyway, this pair of shoes is coming and I get a notification that it's here, right? So I get a notification that it's at my place and I'm like, all right, cool. I'll get it when I get home from work. And I get home from work later than usual, of course, and as I walk into my place, I go, oh, shit, I don't have my I don't have my package. And I'm looking around. I, like, go upstairs. I go to some of the other units because sometimes they deliver to, different, to the wrong unit, which has happened before. I'm not upset about it. At least it got to the building, right? Nowhere to be found. So I got to call UPS. I got to call my property. I got to go here. I got to go there. I had to drive to see the property management. I had to go over this way to see that on the other side of town. All this shit, right? All this cockamamie nonsense. And I'm calling UPS and I'm like, look, I don't know what to do. My package is gone. I like, I don't want to make a big deal out of this. I just want my money back or I want the package. Like if you have it at the warehouse, I understand things get mixed up. I even said to my property management, look, if somebody in the building has it, I don't care. Like bring up the cameras. I don't care. Just I want the money. If the shoes are unworn, give me the shoes back and I won't make a big deal out of this. But if you've worn them or you've sold them out from under me, Give me the, I'll show you my receipt. Give me the amount of money I paid. I just want the money that I paid. That's it. We can walk away. I can just say, okay, whatever. Broke even more of a headache than, than I needed, than I needed to be. So I'm on the phone with UPS back and forth, right? Just constantly on the phone with UPS. And the lady tells me, oh, we delivered it to this address. And I, and like trying not to be rude, I go, that's not my address. You understand that? She's like, no, no, I know. She's like, do you know how far that is from your place? And I was like, it sounds like the other side of town. She's like, oh goodness. Okay. Well, we'll have the driver head over there later today. And I go, this is, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to happen. So I hang up, look it up. It's like a 10 minute walk from my place. And I was just being dramatic on the phone. And I call a friend. I go, hey, you have plans later today, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you need? I was like, look, go to my house, six blocks, seven, eight, 10, nine, 11, 16, 15 blocks away. There's a building there, right? Just go there and get my package, please. I don't know this person very well. Like I know them. We're friends. We hang out every now and again. But like I don't know them like deeply. You know what I mean? So they go there and I'm like, look, when you get to the address, just call me, keep me on the phone. If they want to talk to me, just hand the phone to them. I'll talk to them. I'll tell them whatever they need to know, whatever. So my friend goes there and they're like, hey, uh, just so you know, this is a like home for disabled adults. 
like a, an adult daycare where they're taking care of adults that have mental disabilities, like to the, like so bad that they need someone to watch them. So my first thought is, oh, good. A Vietnam veteran is just walking around with my Nikes. Like, that's cool. All right, good. So they go in there, my friend, and they're like, hey, I'm here to pick up a package. Uh, it's by the name of Vince. And, uh, and they're on the phone with me and they're like, hey, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. I was like, we're great friends. And I'm on the phone. I'm like, it's, it's. And they're like, okay, oh, we have the package right here. They hand my friend the package. My friend goes to the car, still on the phone with me. And the whole time is like, hey, I got your, sh- your shoes. I'm like, oh, thank God. But before they went to the car, the lady on the other end, I can hear her going, uh, so how far is this place from your friend? And my friend's like, oh, it's like a 10-minute walk, if that. And they're like, oh, okay, because we have a bunch of packages here addressed to that building. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there listening to this, like, upset, like, visibly upset at work. And, like, my friend goes to the car and I'm like, so you're telling me that you have a bunch of packages addressed to this location and nobody says anything to the FedEx driver. Nobody says, hey, maybe after work I should drop these off at that building. Nobody said any of that. Nothing. And what pissed me off is I said to my friend, can you send me a picture of the shipping label? I want to see the shipping label. And they're like, yeah, don't worry. They send me a picture of the shipping label. My cell phone number is on there four times. So you're telling me you got a bunch of packages that presumably all have phone numbers on. That's adult daycare. You really think Charles, who who is is still mumbling about his friends, that he, his legs are gone, his legs are gone, huh, that are in there. You really think that he's going to be looking to buy some shoes? Like, especially like, like, it didn't say StockX on them, but like, it's a daycare. How long are these packages sitting there? So I had to call you up and I'm like, look, the driver and the lady's like, oh, you know, the driver, I talked to him yesterday and he just felt so sorry about what had happened. And I was like, don't be sorry, don't do it. I get it. Everybody makes a mistake. I can't fault you for making a mistake one time. But from the sound of it, the look of it, you've done this multiple times. And sorry, I got an update on my computer. And uh, like, this isn't the first time this has happened. You And like, it's not even like the addresses were same. The numbers were similar. And like, the beginning letter might have been the same. But there was letters in there that aren't in my address whatsoever. So I'm like freaking out and I have these shoes and I sit down and I like open the box and I go all right these are here these are mine and then here's the worst part they just restocked them Nike's been restocking shoes left and right I don't know why but they restocked them so it's not even like I could have bought I could have bought them for retails like two days after I bought them I couldn't return them and I was pissed so I have them if anybody wears a 13 and is trying to get some panda dunk highs let me know just pay me what I paid and they are yours for that amount of money Bada boom, bada bing, UPS. I know Kyle has a lot of problem with the U.S. The U.S. Postal Service is different. It's like practically a free thing if you think about it, like your taxes pay for it. And like, you know, it's a little expensive to send things out, but for what it's super cheap. Like if you want to send something like heavy across the, 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 the states, my mom sent me a box of chips that you can only get in Pennsylvania. And I think she paid like eight, nine, ten dollars for shipping, which really isn't that bad. Like it's really not. Cause if you do it through any other postal service, they're going to charge you like 23 to like $35. Anyway, I don't, like I said, I don't have a too crazy long of an episode for you today, 
But what I do have is a very interesting piece of lore. But before I get into the lore, I have to hit upon the Patreon real quick because of you guys, because of your love and support. I continue to be able to do the show in the capacity in which I do it. It's a small little little organization I got here. It's pretty much me and Kyle's here for uh, moral support and you guys. Don't forget, there is the $10 tier in the Patreon, the film live before a studio audience tier where you get to watch me film these live. I have a chat. We'll be able to talk to each other. You essentially become part of the show. If I'm saying some shit completely out of my ass, you can call me on it. Just all you got to do is be in the Discord, let me know, I'll put you in the right category, and then Wednesdays, usually Wednesdays at uh, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, you can join in, watch live, and direct. Thank you to the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, we have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, I have to thank Marcus. Thank you. Marcus. And last, but certainly not least, I have to thank TP. Thank you to TP. Hope you guys are doing well. Thank you for joining us this week, this evening, this month, this hour. I hope you all are well. Now on to the lore. So this week's lore is brought to you by the one and only Vigil Beats. Hello. Uh, how are you? I hope you're well. The, what I did this week is I put out a call to action. I'm trying to get into more music. I've been listening to uh, some older stuff, some newer stuff, stuff that I've been meaning to get into that I haven't. I've got really into Mac DeMarco. Uh, there's some country stuff, and I don't really like country, but there's some stuff I heard today on Instagram that I really like that I want to look into. One of it's very folk punky, which I'm a big fan of. I'm saying I just want to find more music. I'm kind of in that again. I've been listening to podcasts because that's who I am. But I'm trying to get more back, more back. I'm trying to get back into music a little bit more. So this week, like I said, I asked. And I got some great suggestions. I got from Mr. Tom Flood, uh, Between the Bars by Elliot Smith, Always There by The Rounders from Box of Tomatoes. Vigil Beats hit me with Kill the Rich by Tara Reid. Star jumps in and says, I want to submit a song, but if it wins, I want it to go to, to, to Vigil Beats. And then Kyle hit me with a scar song called her sweet kiss now i'll be completely honest with you star one i didn't message star because star said give it to vigil so it's what i did star hit me with a song called vitriol by blue juice and i loved it it was very folky uh it was very fast the music video not a big fan of music videos but it was like about a cult and then it's like them playing it not that this gave any more leeway to the song because it was mostly about just the song and not the video I really like the song. Like, I listened to it, like, multiple times at work. I listened to every song twice. I feel like that was a fair chance to give a song. Just listen to it twice. Uh, I heard an argument recently that was you haven't seen a movie until you've seen it twice. So I thought the same thing should apply to a song. It's another piece of art. If you have a physical piece of art in front of you, you can kind of look at it. You can kind of admire it and take it apart with your mind. But when you have something like a song or a movie in front of you since it's, it's moving it's it's constantly evolving as it goes on or maybe it's staying stagnant but it's linear i feel like you should see it twice so vitriol won and i hit so i hit vigil and i was like yo homie you won and if you don't know homeboy makes music obviously from the name beats but he makes music he made the intro for lizard brains go check out his stuff i'm gonna message him for a link to stuff and i'll put it in the description below check it out um so it won, and I said, what do you want to hear? And very fittingly, especially for what we're going to talk about in the next part of the lore, he says he wants to hear the origins of Radio New Vegas. And when I looked it up, I'll be honest with you, it's a little slim, it's a little skinny. 
So I said, all right, I'll do that and I'll do it on Mr. New Vegas and Radio New Vegas. So today's lore is brought to you by Vigil Beats. And if you'd like to hear any lore, and I mean any lore whatsoever, make sure you're in the Discord with the link below. It'll take you to the Discord. Make sure you're there because once a week I ask a question pertaining to the lore. Whoever gets the question right gets to pick this week's lore. And like I said, by way of Vigil Beats, this week's lore on Mr. New Vegas and New Vegas Radio is coming at you hot and fast. Now, I'll be honest with you. The lore for Radio New Vegas, New Vegas Radio, is very, very slim. Uh, I don't even really know what I'm going to put behind me at the time because Mr. New Vegas, the radio station, aren't things that I believe you can physically find. You can't go there. There is a card. There is a New Vegas collector's card behind me somewhere that you will be seeing. But the main radio station being Radio New Vegas in the Mojave of 2281. It's hosted by the ever-charismatic Mr. New Vegas, which I'll get a little more into him and the inspiration and where he's from and what he means to history and to the game itself. He plays a mixture of music from the 40s to the 60s, and it's a bit of a contrast from the Mojave music radio, which plays a lot of like rockabilly and country western songs, but there are some songs that do have some overlap. Now, I'd like to play some voice clips of news, which is not something that I've normally done, but I feel like it's fitting because this character is a liter literally a disembodied voice. So for the next maybe minute or two, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, this is all stuff I have to do in post-production, there will be some of my favorite clips of news from uh, Mr. New Vegas. So please, without further ado, enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our program. This is Mr. New Vegas, and each and every one of you is wonderful in your own special way. Welcome back to the Mr. New Vegas show, the show within my opinion, which I respect, the best-looking audience around. Somebody prove me wrong? Whoops, better put on my newsman fedora here. A package courier found shot in the head near Good Springs has reportedly regained consciousness and made a full recovery. Now that's a delivery service you can count on. Top's hotel owner Benny has been killed by an unidentified assailant. His former right-hand man, Swank, consoled mourners. If I know my pal Benny, he's swinging with the big cat upstairs as we speak. Or he's chasing some angel broad with cans as big as our halo. <laughs> the president of the NCR has been killed at Hoover Dam. President Kimball was slated to give a rallying speech to troops stationed there. An assassin attacked the president in full view of the crowd, but was not apprehended. Witness descriptions of the killer differ wildly. Once again, NCR President Aaron Kimball, dead at 48. Refugees at Bitter Springs are giving startling accounts of the legate known as Lanius, who is said to be Caesar's top field commander. One refugee told us the legate took over an underperforming squad of troops by beating its commander to death in full view of everyone. The legate then ordered a tenth of his own force be killed by the other nine tenths. And you thought your boss was a pain. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that. Some of the songs that can be played on Radio New Vegas are Ain't That a Kick in the Head by Dean Martin, Big Iron by Marty Robinson, I'm sorry, Marty Robbins, Blue Moon by Sinatra, Heartaches by the Number, phenomenal song. That's actually from 1980, though. Huh. Uh, it's a Sin to Tell a Lie from 1979. 
Jingle Jangle Jingle by the uh, K. Kaiser Orchestra. Johnny Guitar by Peggy Lee. To, uh, Love Me As Though There Were No Tomorrow by Nat King Cole. Mad About the Boy featuring Helen Foster. Sit and Dream by Pete Thomas. Something's Gotta Give. Oh, fantastic. By Bing Crosby. Why Don't You Do Right by Dave Barber Quartet. The Dave Barber Quartet featuring Peggy Lee. There's some instrumentals there. Uh, American Swing, Hello Mr. X, Manhattan, Slow Bounce. There are four songs. Here's some notes. Again, I get all my lore off fallout.fandom.com. There are four songs that are played on all three of the main radio stations being Big Iron, Heartaches by the Number, It's a Sin to Tell Lie, and Johnny Guitar. Mr. New Vegas actually quotes the title of You're Nobody Until Somebody Loves You by Dean Martin, saying that that somebody that loves you is Mr. New Vegas, but that song doesn't show up anywhere in the game, and I didn't realize that now. From the behind the scenes, it says there are four songs, four songs, that were indicated uh, to be written and performed by Josh Sawyer for the game and were intended to be played on the radio. There's evidence that they might have been intended to play, but were cut from the playlist, but they can still be heard elsewhere in game. Huh. So that itself is Radio New Vegas. Not much about it. Um, there's a lot of it that's kind of just left up to interpretation from me reading the wiki. I would assume it would just be the radio station. I would assume that uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, the, the strip, the casinos, have their own radio station. Where I grew up in Pennsylvania, about an hour and a half away, was a casino. Uh, and that's where I found out I love to gamble. Not on the slots, not on cards, but on horses. I'm a degenerate like Bukowski. And I would go there and watch, and they had a radio station set up in there. And it was only like a little one-man operation. You could see the guy on the boards with like a nice Sennheiser or, or Schur or something in front of him. Uh, but like, it was cool. And like, those are the few times where I like see something I'm like, ooh, ooh, what are you doing? Hear my mouth just make a weird mouth, a silly little mouth sound. So... I could assume that there is somewhere, even if it's in the 38, there is a radio station. And for every radio station, you need yourself a DJ, right? Only makes sense. Introducing Mr. New Vegas, an AI personality created by Mr. House prior to the Great War. He has the sole purpose to host Radio New Vegas. That's it. Does not exist. The card that is most likely behind me, I'm just going to step out of the way and do this. The card that is most likely behind me is his card. It's just a microphone. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. What I like so much about these games having these narrators in a sense is that on the radio, he'll comment on what the courier has done, you the player has done, as well as what's going on outside of your actions when he talks about the legate known as Lanius. Stuff like that, which I might have actually played prior, stuff like that I love because it makes you feel like the world is so much more alive than it actually is, and it isn't just ones and zeros that are programmed to go off at certain times. It also makes you feel like you're just part of it, like you're alive in this world where you belong. And I appreciate that stuff. So, to follow the theme of last segment, being more about the news, I'm going to play some quotes, some stuff that maybe Mr. New Vegas would say before he gets into songs, before he goes off on his tangents, before he explains what the character has been doing, what the Legion has been doing, what the NCR, what he says after certain quests have happened. So, again, without further ado, I present you with more quotes from the one and only Mr... New Vegas. 
The women of New Vegas ask me a lot if there's a Mrs. New Vegas. Well, of course there is. You're her. And you're still as perfect as the day we met. Gonna play a song for you right now. And it's about that special someone you find only once in a blue moon. Got a song for you now. It's about a guy who's cold on the exterior, but deep down, you know, he's a good man. And his name is Johnny Guitar. Here's Bing Crosby reminding us of those times when you absolutely have to kiss the person you love. Something's gotta give. <laughs> Up next. You know, sometimes the journey beats the destination. And especially if your spurs go jingle, jangle, jingle, and you meet some nice gals along the way. Welcome back. I have some quick notes. Again, I'll fallout.fandom.com. Some of his news will be based on the reputation and karma of the courier, which I've honestly never noticed. And I'm not saying that it's lying. I just never noticed it because I feel like I kind of play more or less the same way. Like I know who to, not that I play the same way. Like I've, I try to do things differently, but comma, I've never really noticed it to be honest. Lately, I've also been playing without the radio on just because I've been streaming New Vegas when I do play it. Now for some behind the scenes, Mr. New Vegas is voiced by the real life Vegas-based star Wayne Newton, also known as Mr. Las Vegas. One of his intros references his own song from 1965, Coming On Too Strong. Now, if you're like me, the only way you might know Wayne Newton outside of Fallout New Vegas is that one Griswold family, the the Lampoon Griswold family movie with, with uh, Chevy Chase. I don't know why I spaced on his name. And I think it's Elvis's wife or daughter that plays his wife in those movies, they go to Vegas and Clark Griswold's wife is like trying to hook up with Wayne Newton. So I might have just unlocked a memory. Maybe you already knew that. Maybe you have no clue what I'm talking about. Either way, Wayne Newton's a real man. This one I thought was interesting. Mr. New Vegas' line, Mojave, Mo Problems, am I right, folks? Is a reference to the notorious B.I.G. song, Mo Money, Mo Problems. This line is only heard if you take the Wild Wasteland perk, which or trait, sorry, the Wild Wasteland trait, which I didn't know um, until I read this the first time. And I thought that was crazy just because, which I didn't know because Biggie died in like 96, 97. So, you know, I wouldn't think there'd be a hip hop reference in a game that is like retro futurism. Mr. New Vegas also sometimes says, stay classy, New Vegas, which is a reference to the film Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, where that was his sign-off. I've only seen parts of Anchorman, but he said, uh, I'm pretty sure it was like, stay classy, San Francisco. Mr. New Vegas will occasionally say, tensions are brewing in Freeside between the ruling gang known as the Kings and a large number of NCR squatters seeking refuge there. The leader of the Kings, who would only identify himself as the King, voiced his displeasure calling N calling NCR citizens, quote, the devil in disguise. He added he didn't want to see any NCR in the ghetto and calls for a mass, quote, return to sender. <laughs> this is a reference to the Elvis Presley songs, the devil in disguise, in the ghetto, and return to sender. I grew up with a mom and a great grandmother and a grandmother who loved Elvis. So I remember hearing that first time being like, I know those songs. I get that. Like, like that Iron Man or uh, Captain America meme that went around for a while. It was like, I get that one. 
that's pretty much all I have. He's fun. I wish there was more about him. I wish there was a little... I wish you could visit the radio station. I kind of like that you can't. You know, if you've been watching the show for a while, you know me. Big three dog guy over here. Bow, wow, wow. So I'm a sucker for the radio men. But that, my friends, is lore. Wait. But that, my friends, is all I have to say. And that is, in fact... Lore. So let me ask you a question real quick. If you don't mind, if it's not too much, if you're not too busy, if you got a second or six, do you like Fallout New Vegas? Of course you do. I just talked about it a bit. You're also here on a Fallout-centric show. Do you like birthdays? You do. You're Jehovah's Witness? That's okay too. Doesn't matter. We've got word. Behind me is a tweet Behind me is a tweet from the Pioneer Saloon themselves. I'm going to try to stand out of the way so you can see it perfectly. Just announced our second annual hashtag Fallout New Vegas fan celebration. Saturday and Sunday, November 11th and 12th of 2023. Mark your calendars. Ladies and germs, that is the weekend prior to my birthday. I don't want to make a big deal out of this. But... I'm going to this. November 11 and 12. I'm going to this. I got to book my ticket. I'm not there yet. But I will be booking a ticket soon. I'll be looking up hotels. I'm going to this thing. I'm going to the celebration of one of my favorite things ever. And I'd love to see you there. I would absolutely love to see you there. I'd give you a hug. I'd like to meet some people who listen to this. I'd like to get some genuine feedback. That isn't just keep it up. And now they're saying that's not genuine feedback. Just, I'd like to hear what people are thinking. I'd like to look at the people who listen to me weekly or, or bi-weekly or whatever. I know it's a lot. I know a lot of you are from the UK. A lot of you are from outside the States. A lot of you aren't from Nevada. And I get that. I'm not saying you have to go. But I'm saying I'm going to be there. I, I Now that there's a date, I want to talk to Mantis and whatever big creators are going to be like – propping this up that are going to be promoting this because mantis is probably the one with the biggest reach and i've talked to him before on the show so i keep bringing him up for this but like i want to get a thing going and say hey how is how can we as creators promote this to be as big and as as badass i hate saying things are badass but how big and and exuberant can we make this i want this i want people who feel the same way i do about my silly post-apocalyptic game to to be excited and be energetic and want to share this with people. And I want to be part of that. I want to sit there and play caravan with other people, like the 15 other people that know how to play caravan. I want to play caravan with them. Like, I want to have a good time. I want Kyle to come because I want to film a lot of it. And I would like, not, not that I was going to use Kyle, like, Hey, grab the camera, bitch. Cause I, you know, I love Kyle. That's Papa. But like, also I know he doesn't dig on planes and I totally get that, but I'd love to see him in McCarran and we can, I'll rent a car or maybe I'll, maybe he flies to Colorado and we drive. It's only like a 12 to 16 hour drive, like something like that. And we could hang out. We can just pal around meet some people i have a couple friends from back home who i think might do the trip uh my one friend i've been talking to a little bit back and forth about it i really want to do this i really want it to be a big thing i'd love to be able to meet a bunch of people who are into this i'd love to just you know like i want to sit in the pioneer saloon the prospector saloon i want to sit there and i want to have a drink even though i don't really drink but i want to have like a sarsaparilla 
I want to have like a wastelandy gin and tonic like drink. Like I want to have, like I want to go to the casinos. I want to take my, I want to take my Caesar's Legion flag with me and walk across the, the, the Hoover Dam and be like, for Kaiser, the mighty Kaiser bask in the mighty might of Mars. Like, I just want to, like, I want to see these things. If I go, which I will, I'd like to go with some people so we can hit all the spots and be like, if I could see the dinky dino, I might just shit my pants. Just shit and piss and cum. Just, like... Just be like, my, my wife is dead. dead. Just just to see that and be like, my, my wife, wife is, is dead. dead. Every two minutes, just be like, yo, Boone's wife in the chat. Oh, I got to upload that to the new Discord. Ooh, I'll do it. Don't worry. I have a lot of editing I have to do this weekend. But like stuff like this, like I want to share these memes that I know the community, my community knows in person. Like I want to hang out and and just just like I hope somebody's there selling things. Like, just selling props that they made. I'm just like, here's $50 and you hand me whatever. Don't screw me. I trust you. We're Fallout people. Like, maybe you have a higher barter than I, but I'm, but still, like, I just, I want to share what I love with people who love what I love. And I, I really want this to be a big thing. I really want this to be an ongoing thing. The dude who's, who played, e, who was the inspiration for Easy Pete shows up and is like a regular at the bar i'm gonna buy another copy of new vegas i might even just take the one i have i don't know it's not the original one i have because my friend took it and never fucking gave it back to me the prick but like i'll buy, get another copy and i want to meet a bunch of creators and have them sign it like that's so tight to me to be able to go up to people that are other youtube creators that i follow that i love that i've been like like i always bring up mr maddie plays i've been watching maddie since I was in high school, like the beginning of high school, like I remember 2299 every day coming home from school and watching him and Lone talk about this is what might happen. And Yong Ye, like I, he kind of fell off after, not in a bad way, but fallout stuff around the end of like towards 76 stuff. He was very upset, which I get. A lot of us fell off. A lot of us, we're, we're kind of a community in, scr in shambles. N not like in a bad way because the 76 community is super tight. It's just... I feel like a lot of us fell off because we were just like, ah, this is such a disappointment. It was going to be so good. Say what you want about four. I bitch about it enough, but it's a good game. Like it's a fun game. Anyway, this could help bring us back together. And apparently someone from Obsidian showed up and like took a TikTok. Like if you, oh wow. The idea of that drives me nuts. If you told me that the company, one of the companies that made one of my favorite series that helped make one of my favorite series would notice me in some way when I was like 13, 14, 15, 16. I tell you, you're a liar. But I want to be around this. Like, I know I'm going to cry. Like, I know Kyle's going to be like, okay there, buddy. <laughs> like, like, I just, I, like, I know, I just, ah, I want to do this. I would love to see you guys there. Again, I know it's a big commitment. Times are tough for everybody all over. Not everybody has the money to be able to fly around, rent a hotel, rent a car. Like maybe this is, this is probably somebody's vacation. Uh, I believe Mantis, again, to reference his video, he drove from Seattle and the U.S. is too big of a country. So he drove a very, very long way to go from Seattle to Nevada, like to see the strip. I want to see the dam. I want to see these things. And I'd love to be able to share these experiences with fellow fans. I'd love, like, imagine being able to go to, like, just a place that's a rinky-dink little diner, and we could sit there and look out, and you could see the rocks. 
and you can see just just the sand and you could just like and you feel like you're there and just in the background you hear heartaches by the number troubles by the score every day you love me less each day i love you more like i i well up with this childlike whimsy as it reminds me of what it was the first time i booted up these games i really 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 hope to see at least one of you there this ah this is like I was saying last episode that I feel like I, f- I kind of fell out of cons because they don't feel like my people anymore. Not in a bad way. Just people grow, baby. Maybe this is my con. Maybe this is it. I don't want to romanticize it and blow it up too much. I know that's what I'm good at. But like I look at this shelf whenever I wake up, whenever I go to bed, whenever I record, and I think of every memory that's attached to these things in front of me. The midnight release where I picked up Fallout 4. I have the Pip-Boy in front of me. The Fallout 3 UK Collector's Edition. That's right there. My Nuka-Cola Quantum that I opened up last week. That I never thought I would own. The survival guides that one of my very best friends Kyle gave me. Next to the mini nuke that he gave me. The, the, the canvas duffel bag and the nylon duffel bag. My copy of Fallout 3 for the Xbox 360 that I got on my birthday in 2008. And this makes me feel special, man. This really does. This makes me feel like there's a community of people who love and care about each other, even if we're connected by the internet. And I'd love to be able to share this passion and appreciation with people in person. That's all I have for you for today's episode. I hope you guys are well. Thank you for joining me on this episode. If you'd like to follow myself, the show, or Kyle, all links to our Twitters in the description below. There's also a link to the Discord. There's a link to the Redbubble if you'd like to support in a small monetary way. There's also a link to there's also a link to the Patreon if you'd like to support the show in a bigger way. I love you very much. Thank you so much for joining me. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Just, I hope, I hope you guys are loving. I'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gulman Entertainment Production.